Have you seen the 2021 My OT Journey Planner? This is Dr. Robin Axelrod. This planner is a must for OT students and practitioners. Check it out at myotjourney.com. The students of Corbin Health and Rehab Group, or Charge Therapy, are here to bring you the latest research in the field of occupational therapy. Combining evidence-based practice with a fresh student perspective, they aim to promote best practice and competency within the field. Hope you're fully charged because it's time for the students in charge. Welcome back to Students in Charge. As some of you may know, Charge Therapy is a telehealth occupational therapy company that specializes in hand, upper extremity, ergonomics, and home modifications. In this podcast, we aim to bring you the latest evidence-based research in the field. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing public transportation accessibility in larger cities. And later, we'll have a guest speaker from Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority, better known as SEPTA. My name is Tiffany, and joining me today is Shalamet, Nick, Jamie, and Amber. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. I'm excited for today. Happy to be here. I'm glad we're talking about this today. Transportation accessibility is a really important topic to us at CHARGE because as occupational therapists, one of our many jobs is to advocate for our clients and for the community. Exactly. I hope this is going to be a really informative podcast for both you and our listeners. I know personally, navigating public transportation was always stressful for me, between getting your platform on time, finding the correct train, so I can't even imagine what it might be like for individuals with disabilities. How about you guys? What is your experience riding public transportation? Well, I know in New York, when I used to take the public buses, back, this was back in high school, uh, the older buses were more of a hassle. Um, they still had steps, and they used like a foldable ramp. But the newer buses uh, had no steps and could lower or like deflate to the ground. They had like this air pocket or something. And so then they would have a ramp that would deploy from the ground and sort of flip outward to bridge the gap between the curb and the bus. Uh, it was pretty cool, but it still wasn't totally perfect. Like it wasn't hassle-free because the bus driver still had to clear and lift the accessible seats so that the wheelchair could be strapped in. I haven't used public buses since college, but I recently heard that Philly has like the same type of thing that uh, Nick was talking about for their passengers. Yeah, I think I failed to take notice of accessibility as far as public design goes. This is something that many of our future clients have to plan their whole day around. Yeah, and that's why I think it's like so important that we learn from our clients and advocate for them in so many different areas, especially this one, based on what they need. Yeah, I find it very concerning that at this point, that in 2021, that we still have to address the lack of accessibility for those with disabilities. Um, I like, remember in school how my teacher gave us an assignment to advocate to our local legislators about what we do as occupational therapists and how important it is to make our communities and towns more accessible for those with disabilities. But we need our legislators to help spread the word and actually make it happen. I actually love that you brought that up, Shalamet. I had the same assignment and I remember at the time thinking that like legislation and advocacy won't apply to what I was trying to do as an OT, but now I realize just how naive I was and how much it really comes into play. I feel like now with my OT lens, I have a better eye for noticing positive advances in accessibility, but also gaps and where barriers still exist. Like I'll catch myself in the subway station thinking, you know, like how would someone with a disability, even a temporary one, like a broken leg, navigate this tiny crowded path. It makes me want to make a difference and just help jumpstart necessary and clearly long overdue changes. You, know, you said uh, OT lens. Uh, I love that. That's a great way of putting it. 
Um, these things, I think, really stand out more as an OT, or at least as an OT student. And, I mean, it hasn't gotten noticed that a lot of major cities have made efforts to make public transportation more accessible. Um, I read a recent survey conducted online that in a sample of over 3,000 individuals, 89.7% of people with disabilities reported experiencing at least one barrier to using public uh, transit with an average of 3.3 barriers per individual. Um, that number to me uh, is astonishing. I think we can all agree that cities have to do better than that. Wow, I expected it to be high, but seriously, 89.7? Yeah, I know. So nine out of 10 people with disabilities are experiencing barriers with public transportation. I guess I really shouldn't be so surprised because when I was traveling to and from Brooklyn every day in the subway, I saw a lot of barriers like difficult to read bus or train schedules, limited handicap seating, and some of the subway stations still had no elevator access. Also not to mention the overwhelming amount of people who are constantly in a rush, who won't even think twice about shoving you to the side while they're trying to catch their train. Very true. One study found that according to SEPTA users, barriers to accessibility in the transit system are both physical and attitudinal in nature. This is referring to when workers and other riders often provide a less than friendly atmosphere for riders with disabilities due to the extra time that is needed to provide the proper accommodations for them. Right, because the extra two minutes it takes for a bus driver to accommodate another passenger is the reason you're late to work, not the 30 minutes you spent sitting on your bed staring at your phone before getting in the shower. <laughs> right. I think the underlying problem here is the lack of educational opportunities for employees to reduce negative attitudes towards individuals with disabilities. You're right. And that reminds me of something that we all learned in school, universal design. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I do. Essentially what that means for those of you who are unfamiliar with universal design is that when designing buildings or products and environments, it's important to make it accessible to all people, regardless of their age, disability, or other factors. I thought it was refreshing to see a major city's transportation system make their bus stops using universal design to create a larger waiting area, contrasting lines to detect the curb line, and wheelchair accessible pathways to provide easy access for the bus stop. Which city was this? I'm referring to the city of Philadelphia and their public transportation. The design not only makes it easier for people with disabilities, but like also for pedestrians, like those coming from the store carrying their groceries, or a parent traveling with their little one. Speaking of Philadelphia, that brings us to our guest speaker. Today we are lucky to have Monica, who is a level two fieldwork student from Salis University, currently doing her rotation with SEPTA. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today, Monica. How are you? Hello, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys, learn more about where OT can fit into different practices. Awesome, can't wait to hear it. Uh, we're so glad that you could come and talk to us and educate us about SEPTA and how you are making it accessible for all pedestrians. We know you were working on a project to make SEPTA more accessible for students with disabilities specifically. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So our primary role as fieldwork students at SEPTA is engaging in travel training with students with disabilities throughout the Philadelphia region. So as we all know, because of COVID, a lot of schools are taking place over Zoom. So our travel training is virtual. Um, so what the goal of that is, is to really lay a foundation for uh, knowledge about how to take public transportation and all the skills that are associated with that. Um, starting with, you know, square one, we're talking about uh, emergency situations, how to identify emergencies, 
um, who is and who is not a safe stranger, how to call 911. Um, we're really getting into the nitty gritty basics and then moving more into uh, you know signs in the community, what those mean, um, how to locate your bus stop, as well as social skills on and off pu public transportation. Um, if you need help, how do you ask a question politely? Like, where is the line between, you know, talking friendly and then, you know, giving away too much personal information? So just, there's a lot of skills that, um, you know, you might not think are a part of travel and public travel and community integration, but we really try to discuss the specifics of those with students with disabilities. Um, so that when the world does open up, they kind of have that in their toolbox and they're ready to, to take on the rest of public transportation. I actually love that you brought up like, you know, cognitive and social elements into it because even like in the podcast before, we were discussing a lot of like physical barriers, even some like attitudinal barriers from, you know, other people like also traveling. But I love that you mentioned, you know, who's a safe stranger, who not to approach. That's really important. And I think overlooked a lot of times and that's why OT is awesome because we do think about all those different elements. So that's really awesome to hear. A hundred percent. Yeah. So many performance skills. And I think I never, obviously going through OT school and with more experience, you really see how those tasks are broken down and how many skills really are involved in a lot of things that we um, without disabilities take for granted. So it's important to really address the specifics and target that with students depending on their needs. So very cool. It's given me a lot of insight. Yeah, I like how you said that we take it really for granted um, because we had at LIU, we had um, a teacher who gave us an assignment um, that we had like this opportunity to basically put ourselves in the shoes of someone with a disability to basically understand like their difficult like difficulties like while you know doing um transportation um and we realized that so many places in the new york area are like actually lacking accessible ways for those who are like in a wheelchair or those who are like unable to use their upper extremities to like pay at a ticket you know ticket booth or just anything go downstairs anything so we really do take it for granted a hundred percent. That also reminds me of an experience that our supervisors threw us into. Um, so really day two of this fieldwork rotation, we went into Suburban Station, which is where uh, SEPTA's Accessible Transit Center is located. Um, I'll talk more about that later, but essentially that's the location and the office for where these students with disabilities would come for travel training. Um, so anyways, day two, they the supervisors are like, what we want you to do is to use a wheelchair, go out into Center City and, you know, plan whatever route that you would like, use public transportation, really see that and experience that for yourself. And the goal was to, first of all, uh, experience a level of vulnerability that I think, especially people with maybe like a new physical disability may be experiencing, but uh, of course you can, um, relate that to anybody experiencing a disability. There is that level of vulnerability um, associated with it, but also an educational component. Uh, you know, SOTs love task analysis. So doing this in a wheelchair was so educational because it broke down, like we've been talking about and like we OTs love, those process skills, those motor skills, those social skills that really are involved in using 
public transportation, really just maneuvering around the community as a whole um, in a wheelchair. So uh, the components that I was, that sh that experience shed light on have been unreal. You know, um, there, there's the planning your trip, first of all, which takes a lot of, um, you know, sequencing and predicting and um, locating where the bus stops are. And then there's the social skills, of course, where how to interact with the bus drivers, interacting with people on the bus, um, in the community who may want to like hold a door open for you. And then the motor skills, of course, uh, you know, it took a lot of arm strength to get through Center City, Philadelphia. Um, we definitely learned so much and I, it was my arm workout for the day, for sure. Um, so yeah, that was like an incredible, incredibly educational experience, uh, but it did shed a lot of light on, again, those physical and social barriers that are so evident when you're using a wheelchair that we OTs, you know, can really break down, understand, and then target in our interventions, in uh, advocacy, in future legislation. So that was a really cool experience. That's awesome how they like made you go out there and really fully get the full experience of all that. So having that experience and then being an OT student for SEPTA, have you had like any opportunity or, or plan um, to make like specific place of transportation accessible, like whether it's like a ramp or an elevator or anything of that sort? So, uh, fun fact, all of SEPTA's vehicles uh, are 100% accessible, which is amazing. And uh, that is really great for people with disabilities of all kinds. Um, and it's also really helpful on a financial and business level too, because when SEPTA can advertise that to uh, individuals with disabilities, first of all, you know, from, from an individual with disabilities perspective, that's like, wow, amazing. What a relief I can um, participate in my environment. But then um, it does save money with regards to like uh, not requiring maybe as many paratransit uh, necessities and stuff like that. So SEPTA really is um, ahead of the game, uh, A plus for accessibility, at least for physical disabilities with the ramps and um, accessible uh, bus stops and train stations of that sort. Um, but as an OT student, uh, our rotation is primarily virtual aside from those uh, maybe like once a week experiences such as like the wheelchair experience. Um, since it is primarily virtual, we aren't working too much on like physical uh, adjustments. But um, my classmate and I, who's with me, Olivia, her and I have uh, a developing project on website and social media accessibility. So really recognizing that disabilities aren't just physical, they're not just visible. There are so many others um, that of course, we OTs also love to learn about and love to treat and love to provide interventions for. So we actually are working with Tech Owl from Temple University, which stands for technology for our whole lives. Um, we have a meeting with them in a few weeks and are gonna, we're just gonna discuss how to make SEPTA's website and social media more accessible for those with low vision, with learning disabilities such as dyslexia, um, with uh, hearing loss or uh, you know, such a variety of invisible disabilities and how we can, you know, 
step one of getting on public transportation is understanding and accessing the schedule and the website and um, stuff that takes place way before you're even at the bus stop or the train station. So we want to make sure that that information is just as readily available for all individuals. That is a great point right there. I would not have even thought of that. Like if we're having a virtual um, field work, I'm like, how am I going to make something more accessible? But like you said, like invisible disabilities, uh, a lot of people don't think about. Um, mm -hmm. But kind of along the lines of the whole virtual um, experience, I know you touched on this a little bit earlier, but given the situation with COVID over the last year, um, obviously travel and travel industry were severely impacted. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about how COVID impacted SEPTA specifically? Absolutely. So typically in an in-person uh, travel training setting, and if this rotation was in-person, um, and what the OTs typically do in-person is travel training um, with students with disabilities from the local Philadelphia area um, at the Accessible Travel Center in Suburban Station. So just to describe the Accessible Travel Center, it is literally right in the station, um, room 109, and you walk in and to your left you see um, a fake like first half of a bus. Same, it's like life-size. Uh, there's a fake, uh, or not a fake, but like a, a simulated, I guess, like bus stop. Um, and even, um, you know, the boards, there's like a little gap from the platform at the train station. You know, there's that little gap and then you walk into the train itself. There's that to practice. Um, so it's really cool because it provides a lot of uh, opportunities to simulate travel to the best of your ability without kind of like the hustle and bustle, the uh, stress of like a real world, real time situation. So that lead up is really important for students with a variety of disabilities, um, you know, depending on their needs to uh, practice ahead of time and know what to expect so that they can best utilize that independently in the future. Um, Obviously, with COVID and with schools being closed and with um, attempts to reduce social interactions, that is not offered right now. Um, hopefully, you know, before we know it, that will be offered soon. Um, so we're shifting to virtual travel trainings, which essentially is uh, presentations to classrooms. Um, you know, we're meeting with the same types of schools that we typically would be. But now, instead of like an individual one-on-one -on -one level, it's more um, a group level a group education educational platform um and of course that's that comes naturally to us ot's as well is education and then catering that communication for the needs of the students based on um their strengths their deficits their uh, academic levels um, making it interactive uh, as interactive as possible so we will pose questions um you know maybe kind of quizzing them quote unquote uh, you know, is this an emergency situation? Um, is this a, a safe stranger situation? Um, stuff like that to engage them as much as possible, make sure that participation is readily available and kind of, you know, an underlying skill that we can target is social skills and, um, you know, that level of participation. Um, and of course, SEPTA is taking lots of steps as is the rest of the world to make sure everybody's extra safe and extra clean. So um, another thing that we do in 
uh, our travel trainings is promote the importance of masks and assure them that drivers and train conductors are all wearing masks. Um, intensive cleaning. Uh, we'll give them little bonus challenges. Like next time you see a janitor at a SEPTA station, like say thank you. So uh, really trying to trying to target travel in the the COVID times and and addressing how needs may have changed. That is all super cool. Um, <laughs> and I, the whole simulation and the model uh, bus in the inside. That's, I mean, <laughs> really, I that's, that's like it comes with the territory, but it's mm -hmm. definitely something you don't typically think about. That's really, it sounds like you're having a really great experience. For sure. Yeah, definitely learning a lot. And I think the fact that it is emerging practice and virtual uh, definitely is like challenging, but providing really cool opportunities to um, address needs in a unique way and enhance, enhance uh, that skill set, I guess. Sure. In a way, it's great that, you know, maybe COVID might have been like a blessing in disguise in this sense in that you can focus on maybe the other abilities that or disabilities that might kind of get, you know, overshone in the in other circumstances, you know, like you said, a lot of the other way before, um, like teletherapy and the zoom and everything, it was more physical barriers and that kind of stuff. But now it's like you can focus on the other aspects that might kind of get swept under the rug a little bit, which is awesome. 100%. Everything you just had to say. I feel like I learned so much. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I do think that like a hidden blessing for uh, SEPTA being virtual right now is that we can target, again, those invisible disabilities and um, website accessibility. I think that will be just like a really big project these upcoming weeks. So things that kind of get brushed under the rug just because you're, you're busy with in-person to-do lists. I don't know if you mentioned this. Um, how many weeks have you been there? This is week three. Week three. This is yeah. week three, everyone. Okay. This isn't an expert. <laughs> week, week three, we're so. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Monica, for being here today. Uh, it was amazing to hear about the changes you're making. I mean, it sounds like you're really making an impact in Philly. This was so fun. I loved talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Hearing from Monica about SEPTA really makes me excited. It's so great to hear firsthand the ways in which our peers and fellow future OTs are making a difference. I always find it interesting to see the different areas where OTs can make an impact. Like before this podcast, I wasn't even really aware that public transportation specifically was one of them. Yeah, OTs and public transportation seems strange. I mean, what's next? OTs on a podcast? But I guess here we are. If there's a field for, uh, to work in, OTs will find their way in. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's about it. So thank you all so much for tuning in. We really hope you learned as much as we did. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. We can be found at our website, chargetherapy.com, charge is spelled C-H-R-G, as well as our social media, Charge Therapy or Students in Charge. We provide consultations in person as well as virtual. Have a great day.